You're just a few minutes into your first period, and all of a sudden, help comes through the door. Are you excited? Or are you one of those that says, I don't need no stinking help? Greg Collins, Substitute Teacher's Lounge. You know, you guys never cease to amaze me. Basically, the way I come up with ideas for this podcast is just any time I think of something, when I'm walking, when I'm in the classroom, whenever, when I'm eating, if I think of a thought and think, you know, that might be a good title for an episode, and then I'll think about things to speak about it, make some notes, all that good stuff, I always put it as a note in my phone, so I have a list at any one time, maybe 10 different things to discuss, Both of the last two weeks, I've tossed that out because something has come up. Interestingly enough, and this kind of caught me by surprise, last week's episode, Substitute Teaching for the Librarian, it ended up being the third most downloaded episode this calendar year, the whole year of 2022. If you're curious and the librarian episode didn't miss this by much. The top episode of the year so far is When a Stranger Calls. That's a few weeks back. I'll let you look back for that. And then second is the one about Pass the Word, where we learned how to use password in class, which is, in effect, coming back to haunt me because they enjoy playing that so much that it's the first thing they ask me about when I walk in the classroom. And that was because I picked up a job as a librarian. This week's topic is the same type of deal, okay? Now, let me say this right off because I know there's people that listen from all schools. While what happened to me this week reminded me of some things that have happened in the past, it's more, this episode's more based on those past things. I loved having the lady in there this week. It worked out real well, but it helped remind me about some times that I got a little bit frustrated because there was help in the room. Now, let's back up. There's two ways to approach this. One of the reasons that I have begun accepting the exceptional student classes more often is because I know I'm going to have help. I know that It's not so much somebody helping me as much as me helping them, taking my students into their room, they doing the teaching, and me collaborating, so to speak. So there's that side of it. And there's many of you that said, boy, if I could just have a helper all day, that would make my classes flow so much more smoothly. More often than not, Every class that I have, almost every class, there's going to be a helper at least for one of those periods, just so that the students that just need a little extra help, they can get it while they're in the classroom. So that kind of help is very useful. Sometimes, though, I'm going to tell you a story that happened several years ago. Now, you know I've only been substitute teaching for four years, so it's within the last four years. I remember teachers telling me that they wish they could just teach their class by themselves rather than having a helper or a collaborator or a co-teacher. I don't know what you call them in your area, 
because sometimes, depending on that co-teacher's personality and desire, maybe they tend to take over the class a little bit. Maybe the teacher had already laid out what they wanted to do in that class, and all of a sudden something comes up, the co-teacher goes off on a tangent, and then what they wanted to accomplish over that classroom, it didn't get accomplished. It it just you know fell to the wayside, and then they had to accomplish it the next time. So, and sometimes it's even teachers telling you, and, and everybody knows that I sometimes I can be the worst about this, telling stories from when I was a student, which was years ago. But do you like to have a substitute teacher help? in your room, or do you like to kind of do things on yourself? Now, if you've listened, I'm up to, I don't even know, what is this, episode 185 or something to that effect? I don't even know. It's 185, I see it now. 185. I've done 185 of these, and if you've listened to even 20% of them, you know my personality enough that knows kind of like doing stuff on my own. I'll even go back to the volleyball court. I tend to enjoy working more with the referees. I don't mind them giving me advice, but I like the ones that give me advice without using that judgmental expression on their face, like, you should have known this anyway. The other referees, the ones with more experience, they share the same thing. The ones I enjoy working with most, they share the same ideas, but they're not judgmental about it. In fact, many of them will ask, what suggestions do you have for me? I love working with those kind of people. Same in the classroom. If it's someone that just comes in and helps students out when they need help without trying to take over the class, That's kind of what I like to do. Now, you know me as a substitute teacher. I have tools I like to carry with me. I mentioned last week in the library episode that I've got tricks sometimes I show in the classroom. I like to maybe save the last five minutes to play password or whatever it is. But sometimes you get those co-teachers in the room that make you feel uncomfortable all of a sudden, especially, and this really fits for anything for me other than math. If I'm not teaching math, I'm a little, I won't say uncomfortable, that's too strong a word, but I'm a little bit more concerned about my ability to help them solve a problem. I'll give you an example. I had one this week. I was in, what was it, sixth grade language arts, and they were going through some questions through something like, I don't know, it was some kind of program that asked them questions about something they read. Well, they had one of four choices. They had to pick one, and one of them showed me what they picked, and I said, well, that's what I had picked too. I would have picked too. Well, we got it wrong, and of all things, we got it wrong because both of us misread one word instead of gentleman, M-A-N, It was gentlemen, plural, M-E-N. Obviously, that changes the rest of the sentence because of the word being plural instead of singular. 
this student had to finish a sentence, and there were several different options, and we chose an option that would apply to a singular form of the word rather than plural. So that was embarrassing for me. She didn't care. She just said, I know, Mr. Collins, I misread it. She actually said, I misread it to you. I read it myself, so I got it wrong too. But I like that ability to help the teachers. Sometimes if it's in a subject that makes me uncomfortable, don't mind at all having a co-teacher in there with me. But to be perfectly honest, I think most of the schools, especially the high schools, I think most of the schools know this about me. They know I like to give the class a shot at teaching it by myself. Otherwise, they wouldn't have given me the chance to long-term substitute teach. As I recall and look back, the long-term jobs I had as a substitute teacher, I very rarely had a co-teacher in there with me, except maybe the very first one. And it gave me an ability to know those kids. It gave me the ability to for I guess for them to know me. So I really enjoyed that part of it. I am convinced that that's one of the reasons that helps me get close. Maybe even if I steer them in the wrong direction. Now, I have gotten better with my advice, both in the type I give them. I, I mentioned before, I try to study up and buy books to learn, have at hand so that I can be available or be more knowledgeable about any subject that may come along. So I do do that. I do do my homework. But given all that, I like to do it in my own way. Now, let me give you an example that I gave them. It's been a couple of years ago when I gave this an example. You can do it however you want, but I know it's done differently at every school I've been to, and that's listening to music. Now, I have had everything from a policy about absolutely no music whatsoever to teachers that let music play in the classroom constantly, anything from elevator-style music all the way up to usually, not rock and roll, but mild forms of pop, cleaned up forms of pop tunes. You got to be careful about those because they know those songs and it makes them get distracted. So you do have to be careful about it. But I've told them the story before about how my father, early before, I can't remember even what grade I was in, but he came in, I was doing my homework with the music cranked up loud And he kind of fussed at me a little bit. He said, you can't get your homework done. You can't concentrate with all that music playing in the background. I then brought home lots of good grades, and he never bothered me about it again. There is just some people that can work well, if not better. I'll put myself in that category if I've got some music going on in my ears. Now, when I'm reading, even, sometimes things will pop into my head while I'm reading, and I'll get distracted, and then, you know, you're three or four pages into the further into the book, and you realize you don't even know what you've read the last 10 minutes or so. Well, I will put in my earbuds, I'll put it on a channel that's instrumental so that 
either you know what an earworm is a song that you can't get out of your head so that it kind of blocks all that stuff and if it's if it's not distracting it actually helps learning i'm one of those that i could listen to anything including a television show in the background and still be all right with my homework now not every student is like that so that's the great thing about earbuds it's also the great thing about making sure you're smart enough to know they're staying on the tabs they should here's my music rule they can listen to music while they're working if the school allows me to do it and i would say 90 percent of them do that's the honest truth. 90% of the schools allow students to listen to music while they're working, like on Google Classroom or something else. So I, I tell them this. I say, I'll let you do it as long as you find a playlist and stay on it. If I see you spend more time choosing individual songs than I see you working on your work in the classroom well, then I'm going to shut it down. And if it, I can tell it's distracting several people, I'm going to take away the privilege for everyone, whether that seems fair or not. It'll be fair when you earn that right back. So it's just as fair for me to take it away when you're abusing it. But things like that. There are some co-teachers that will come in the room and Take over that rule from you. Take over the method you like to use in interacting with the students. Take over the method you like to use when you're answering questions. I will let them say something without raising their hand. Most of the time they raise their hand because there's multiple questions. Now, if I'm talking to someone and they start interrupting, well, then I will call them out on that a little bit. But there's all kinds of ways that we can teach as substitute teachers. You know what your style is. There is a lot of you out there that think that, all right, co-teacher, para-educator, collaborator, whatever they call it, I want as many of them in the room as possible. And then there's others of you that kind of want to do your own thing. And I say that in a, I don't mean in a negative way of not getting the education to the, delivered to the kids that they should have, but I mean your own style, your own personality, your own ways of going about it. It's amazing how, many, how much mileage you get out of a class just from being different, just from being a little different. I get so many students that tell me I'm their favorite substitute teacher, and from day one, four years ago, I have no idea why. And I've told you before, a lady that once told me that the kids like me, and sometimes that makes her nervous, but they got their work done, so that was what was important to her. Then she always asked, I was always her first choice to teach her class, so those possibilities are out there too. So, do you need any stinking help when you substitute teach? Do you? Well, you might not like it when it's there, but take advantage of it when it's there. Now, sometimes, this hasn't happened to me for a while, sometimes you'll get a teacher that comes in and tries to take over the class from a discipline standpoint as well. And I'm not crazy about that. I mean, I'm in there for a reason. I know how to tell kids to stop doing things. I know how to get kids back on the track. I don't 
think I need any help. So if I'm doing okay and they're getting their work done, why do I need someone else in there to change my methods? Unless they are school-sanctioned methods. So think about all that. Think about whether you like a helper in the room with you or not. I do on several occasions. There's times when I'd really just prefer to do my own thing because I think that me showing the kids my style, I've gotten good enough at it that it can help both of us, help them to learn, help them to understand me, help them know where I'm going, and be thankful that I'm loose enough, that I'm not yelling at them at everything, and that I give them a little freedom to accomplish their task the way they want to without me having to, or a co-teacher, having to intervene.